All right, so welcome back to the NFT Talks podcast. And today I have uh, an interesting guest. Uh, you may know him. If you're definitely on LinkedIn, you definitely will know who he is. Uh, he's a direct strategic partner and he's NFT thought leader, co-founder. He also has a podcast called the NFT Heat Podcast. And he's just an amazing person all around, connecting people together in the Web3 space. Welcome, John Kraske. How are you doing? How are you doing? I am super excited. This is actually probably my first podcast as a guest in two or three months. Obviously, I have my own podcast, NFT Heat, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited. We we actually met last week in London at an NFT Thought Leaders event, which was amazing. I think there was well over 150 people there. Easily. Uh, easily. Yeah. I, I mean, I got there at the breakfast started at 8 a.m. and people were there at 7.30 waiting to get in. I, I said, wow, this is crazy. And then is I don't even know if you remember this. I, I don't know if we talked about this, but somebody brought their kid to meet me, which was even more insane. <laughs> and I feel bad. I feel bad because the mother was like, oh, this, this, is, this is my kid that wants to meet you. And I never actually ended up meeting him, which are, you know, which is even, I felt so bad. So hopefully I'll be able to reconnect with them at some point, but it, it, it was, it was so much going on. I, I, I was there for at least four and a half hours. I don't even know how many people I, talked I can about that. You look tired at the end. You was like, <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, yeah, but it was fun. The energy right now in, in London for web three is so, it's, it's amazing. I feel like it's what it was maybe in the U S six months ago. Maybe mm. there's just like a slight lag, but it's exciting. People are there like uh, so many great different business ideas. Obviously, a lot of people trying to build agencies, marketplaces, different projects that they're working on in the space. So, yeah, it's exciting. And, and I heard some great ideas, some some builders, like some really interesting Web3 platforms. So I've already connected to some of those people, to investors that I know that are looking for great ideas like that. So that's what I always try to do. I just I'm trying to get in there and connect as many people as possible. And and hopefully, you know, magic happens there for for people. So. And to have that kind of pool flying from over the pond, because I know you know the company's based based in the UK, but you're not from the UK, but you have that presence uh, to put something on, and have people there, and as we call it, thought leaders, the people that are creating things within the space, that's special because that's what's needed. Uh, so we can talk about all the ideas and whatnot, but we need to get people in the same room, discussing ideas, seeing how we can align and help each other to get to the next step and actually build this thing that we're talking about, which is the NFT Web three space. Yep. yep. So, um, yep. so yeah, so let's, let's talk about, before we go on to NFT Thought Leaders, I know obviously we, we touched on the event. I want to start just understanding a bit about yourself because anyone that doesn't know who you are, just want to understand your background and how do you find your, your way into this crazy world of Web3 and NFTs? Yeah, yeah. Well, if anybody knows my story, it was complete luck. So <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't lie and say it was strategic that I really wanted to get into Web3. So my background, actually, I, I'm a, an accountant and finance person by education. So I, I got my certified public accountant's license here in the U.S. I worked for KPMG and Price Waterhouse early in my career, almost over five years, analyzing the financial statements of lots of different publicly traded companies, also worked on some IPOs. Then, then I actually ended up working for... At the time, I was Washington Mutual, but then they were acquired by J.B. Morgan. So I was in kind of in the investment banking world for almost three and a half years. And I then got my MBA at the University of Southern California, where I studied entertainment. The goal was like, I moved to L.A. I was like, I wanted to be a producer. And that, that was sort of was the dream. I, I worked for Disney for a while, worked for a well-known 
television producer. Aaron Kaplan did a bunch of consulting for him. Was hoping to work with him. That didn't work out. Worked for a Spanish communications company. Then all of a sudden, I took this crazy detour. I was an executive in the luxury interior design space for almost a decade. I worked on the Obama White House, helped uh, with that project. George Clooney, Cindy Crawford, a bunch of just really cool celebrity projects. But I, I was not passionate about luxury interior design. And pandemic hit. I was like, man, I spent all this money. I spent well over $150,000 on my MBA from USC in entertainment. I was like, man, I really want to monetize this. This is like the time now the world slowed down. So I started applying to all the traditional web two companies in entertainment and tech. So Spotify, Disney, Apple, Google, you name it, all the usual suspects probably applied to a thousand jobs, had almost a hundred interviews, got rejected by 99 of those companies. And then all of a sudden this company, NFT Genius, didn't even know what an NFT was at the time. They're like, we really like your resume. I'm like, I don't know how you like my resume. I have no crypto experience. I really have no tech experience. This makes no sense. So I talked, I talked to the, the CEO of the company, half hour conversation went amazing, just kind of talked about my passion for entertainment. And you know, I, I started to obviously do a little research about NFTs and just I, I just knew that the power of NFTs to transform you know, create creative artists work in, 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 a, in a better fashion really excited me. You know, I mean, I think the power of NFTs, if you really like the, the thing that got, got me excited was just like better, like NFTs had the ability to like allow artists and brands to better monetize their, their creative work. So it just, it really, really excited me. It's something that resonated for, uh, for me. So talk to him for half hour. That was fine. Then they passed me off to CEO. That went half hour, boom, and I was hired. And the funny part was, is the job I actually interviewed for went to somebody else. They said, you're overqualified. We're not going to hire you for it. But they said, we like you so much that we're going to just basically make a spot for you. Wow. So they just came up with some ambiguous title, special projects manager, and let me kind of find my lane. Then they, they moved me into product management for a while, which was crazy because I don't know anything about product management. Didn't even know what a product manager did. Did that for a little bit failed tremendously, did some operations, finance work, because that was obviously part of my background. But I just told them, like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I'm really like looking to do something different. So I've always loved business development partnerships. So I, I started leveraging LinkedIn and really just kind of started owning that because I'd always played around with LinkedIn, but I just never had the right message and the right vertical to, to mm. really kind of build a community. So I, I knew like this was the space because all of a sudden I, I was like starting to realize the NFTs, Web3, this was, this was a movement that was happening. This is, it was crazy. It was so wild. So just started really posting every day on LinkedIn. I had done a podcast actually before too, which is crazy. I, I had done a podcast during the pandemic, completely unrelated to, to NFTs. It was about smooth music, man. I love smooth music. So, so it was called the Smoothication Experience. And I, I don't know. I'd never really talk about this, but it was, it was complete failure. But <laughs> but I actually had two of the artists from the podcast that were uh, they were actually at the breakfast last week. So LaFlex, super yeah. smooth. He's very George Michael vibes. And then had another guy, Lucas Seto, both out of the UK. Lucas Seto is probably more, I guess, more like Bruno Mar Mars vibes, but um, yeah. both super talented. So I did this podcast and completely failed. But then when I got into this whole Web3 space, I was like, oh, I can take all those skills I learned from that failed podcast and apply it to this. So basically, I mean, just to sum it up. So I basically had like 20 years of failures and all these like twists and turns in my career and nothing was going the right way. It just felt like I was just kind of treading water. 
it all just sort of came together. Everything that I had done previously all came together and I've been able to leverage that and just like take off like a rocket ship. So I just feel like web three NFTs, if somebody's like looking to reset their life, their career, this is the time it's still early. Cause I mean, look at my company. They just basically are like, we don't even have a position, but we know you're smart. We know you're motivated. We know you're passionate. We're going to hire you and give you a chance. So I feel like that's what the space is right now. So anybody that's like talking themselves out and not being able to get into it, it's, 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 it's a fallacy because I, I talk to companies all the time. They, they're looking for smart, motivated people. Just even just like educate yourself a little bit, just kind of understand it. It doesn't take that long. You're going to get a chance. Just trust me. Just trust me because it's, it's, there's just so much opportunity. We need people in there like building, helping companies grow. It's, 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 we need, there's, we need so many boots on the ground. There's just, there's not enough people right now. And, and it's a lot of, it's just, honestly, people are just inherently lazy. Just spend, spend a couple of weekends just reading, you know, the Andreessen Horowitz canon, watching videos, yeah. you know, go on to LinkedIn, read the bunch of posts and, and put, you know, set Google alerts. It's such an easy cheat. Just literally set Google alerts for daily alerts, NFTs, web three, you'll get a list of articles every day. It's <laughs> so many things I align with you. Like that's one of the things I did when I first started. It's like, how can I learn about NFTs or keep up to date? Because things are changing every day and just literally searching what's going on today. There will be some kind of news out about what's changed within the NFT space so you can keep up with everything that's going on. But another thing that you mentioned that you met, you said they were all failures. You said everything was all yeah. I don't think that. I mean, it's that 10,000 hour out, you put the work in. I've, I've even spoke to, when I spoke to Betty from Deadfellas, she said she had all these skills but it, and her husband, but it just felt like it's perfectly positioned for this space. And, that, and I feel that that's the same case for yourself, is that you, you've done all these things and you've, you've, you've used this skill to use here, but it hasn't really clicked with you, but you found something that you are passionate about and you can utilize your skill and enjoy it. And I think the great thing about the Web3 space is you're not tied down to one industry. Like you, you could just say, I'm doing this over here, but I can also help someone in fashion and I can also help someone in real estate and so on. And you can just tap into so many different areas at this point. It's so, so wide open. It's, it, I don't see why people are not diving in here to try and do something. You just got to apply your skills and think how, how, what can I do? What I do, what can I offer now in the real world? And how do I use entities and to, to leverage that really? So um, it's, yeah. it's wild. And the funny part is too, all those web two companies I applied for Facebook, Amazon, all those companies have rejected me. I have executives all the time from those companies reaching <laughs> out that want to pivot. So I'm like mentoring them, connecting them. And it's, it's sort of crazy. Like I couldn't even get in there. That was like the dream. And now they're coming to me for help and how to get in. And it's, 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 it's so crazy. And this all literally has happened in like basically one year, yeah. one year, crazy, completely flipped the script. It's, it's that insane. I, I could even like, like literally right before today's podcast, I just remember, man, like interviewing for all these jobs and these interviews, I was all nervous and nothing was going right. And I'm just like, wow, how, how things have flipped. It's, it's, it's insane. People just need to get like, again, it's these in real life events. It's why I created NFT thought leaders, bringing people together. Cause I mean, that's, that's what we just need to be like meeting each other, communicating, talking. And, and that's really where the magic happens. It's because the industry is so new and there's going to be a, a ton of twists and turns. They're already, they, you've already seen, they've already happened. And it's good people that you need to stay next to because, because that, that, that's, those are the people that you're going to be able to, to pivot with. Uh, yeah. Ideas, ideas are great. And trust me, we need lots of ideas, but really having a good network of strong people with morals, ethics, are in it for the right reasons, 
those, those are going to be your best assets here over the, the next five to 10 years. Execution, yes. you're right, John. Like, we, that's the main thing even, uh, we, that we can both say about when it comes to like PFP projects. Uh, a lot of people say they can do all the create these roadmaps and these concepts, but can they actually execute on that? And I think it's we've gone past the time of buying into concepts and saying, well, that sounds like a great idea. We're past yeah. that. I think we need to see proof in the pudding and see if you're going to build this, can you do it? At least see how it works. Oh, I mean, it's so funny. All these people, the roadmaps, everybody is just copying and pasting roadmaps, talking about play to earn games. And do people realize how expensive it is to build a video game? It's crazy. It's, it, it could be <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars. If it's a good one, it's, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's super, super interesting, but I think, I think things are starting to mature. Now the big brands are trying to figure out kind of their entry point. So it's, you know, that's, that's, Big brands are still struggling a bit. They, I mean, and it's mostly internal stuff. They just, they, they don't have the right resources internally to handle taking on, you know, web three NFT projects. They don't, their executive team probably doesn't fully understand it. They, you know, they, they, a lot of times it gets stuck with the CFO because they don't understand how to forecast the revenues and there's not enough data to even forecast the revenues right now. So I think, you know, you have to educate companies that, hey, you have to look at it as this a marketing expense. It's probably, you know, don't focus on the revenues. Just get in, kind of learn about the space and, you know, treat it more as a marketing expense. But yeah, there, I mean, there's a bunch of different hurdles with brands, but they're starting to, start, some are, you know, making a bigger push than others. But I think, I, 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 just based on information I have, there's going to be a couple big announcements with some of the biggest brands in the world that are going to be going big into the space through acquisitions of existing companies. And once that happens, it's, then it's going to be a snowball because then everybody's going to have FOMO in terms of big brands. What does this mean, John? Like, okay, question to ask you. Okay, so, okay, echoing what I just said a minute ago, we got these big brands coming into the space. Amazing. And they've obviously got the capital behind them. They've got the credibility in regards to what they've done in the real world already. Um, but they, not all of them have the teams that understand what's actually going on. Uh, yep. And then from my understanding from when i've spoken to brands they're not actually hiring people from the web3 space to come in they're trying to or they might have one person that knows about web3 and say okay then you take this role and teach everybody else within this circle and they're trying to teach people where they they don't understand is that's not that's going to slow slow things down obviously that's clearly going to slow things down so they've got to hire people in that are passionate about this clearly but then yeah, what what do they do like answer that first like um <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's funny. I, I met with somebody that in uh, London last week. He works for Universal Music, and he's taking the MIT blockchain course. And he's basically he basically just created the position. He's like, hey, I'm going to be the internal resource in the organization to sort of shepherd Web three products uh, projects. And he's so he's he's doing that. And he's got some he's got a few deals over the finish line. But I mean, he sort of just created. He, he took an you know an entrepreneurial approach. And apparently there's a few other people in the company that are kind of doing the same thing, but it's funny. They, what I'm finding with these, these companies, and I had the same uh, experience with uh, another one of my friends who works for general motors and uh, one of the divisions there, like, like you have these people in these big organizations they are all kind of like saying they're the web three person. And none of them know that they're all talking to these other companies about trying to get in the space. So there's no internal communication. And so there's like uh, some of these companies are starting to like create like web three task force internally and yeah. trying to figure things out. I think that's where a lot of these companies are right now. They have these internal web three task force with people from different divisions and they're all trying to create some kind of uniformity and how they make decisions and what's the strategy to go forward. So 
I think that's where we're at right now with most big brands. You know, you have the other, the other uh, thing that's happened is like a company like Nike, they bought Artifact, an existing player in the space. And yeah. they basically, I think, you know, they're going to let them kind of do what they do and they're going to learn. So they're going to learn and they're going to kind of, you know, interject where they want um, in terms of the brand, but they, that's smart. They're going to learn and hey, whatever they I heard, they paid a couple billion dollars, which honestly in the grand scheme of things is probably nothing. It's good. Like you look back 10 years and you're probably like, that's a bargain. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think, I think that's another strategy. I know, I know like Warner music group too. They, it's, it's funny. They, they, they actually are not super interested in doing a ton of partnerships. They're more interested in investing in companies in the space so they can learn and, then I think once they figure out who, what kind of what, what what's the winning model in the space, then they'll start moving the IP over there. So I've seen like lots of different iterations of what brands are doing, but yeah, it's, 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 I, I like, I like the, the, the strategy of kind of investing in existing companies in the space. And then once you figure out kind of what works, then move your IP over as opposed to just pushing your IP in there. Cause that's the other thing too, these companies, like the legal, like some of the, a lot of the legal stuff hasn't even figured out these. Yeah. They're like, they're like what happens when we create an NFT or we start putting this, you know, this IP into the metaverse, like what, what are the legal implications? And I think a lot of that still is yet to be figured out. What, what do you see anything's similarities in regards to across the board when you're speaking to these brands, what are they more focused on? Are they more focused on, Oh, the metaverse, this is what's going to go on in the metaverse. Or are they, are they more, more focused about NFTs and ownership and, or giving back to the giving value to the fans or collectors, like what would is there anything that you see running across the board? Um, it it really really depends. I think yeah. I I don't I don't know if I have like it 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 really depends per per mm -hmm. brand. They all have their different uh, motivations. I you know I am seeing a lot of deals coming through agencies like advertising agencies. So. Again, it goes back into that marketing realm. I think they're looking for marketing push right now just because they need to be in space and they want to get their name out there. So I think it's it's definitely, and, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. A lot of these brands are letting the, the advertising agencies drive like what kind of deals are getting done. It's, it's super, super interesting. Yeah. So um, yeah, it feels like it's definitely like a, a marketing advertising thing. I think that's what they're looking to get into it right now. Mm -hmm. And then eventually the CFOs are going to start to like, cause I used to be in that world as a CFO a long time ago and they'll probably eventually crack down and be like, okay, like this is, this is fun, but like, how do we make money off this? Right. So, and how do you build community? I mean, that's, that's a whole other conversation. You know, we talk about community, community, community. I mean, discord's a major problem for brands. So I think that's another sticking point as well. When brands look at this discord, I mean, there's so many security issues. It's, it's, it's not a very good user experience. Yeah. And I, I think most big brands are not going to to leverage Discord to build their communities. And I don't think it's the right solution. So I know that there's a lot of different people that are talking about building community, building solutions for Web3 that are scalable for big brands and consumers. Haven't seen it yet, but I mean, that's like an example of a tool on OnRamp that's highly needed for that next phase. I mean, we just don't have enough stuff. Like the problem is there's too many unanswered questions and not enough solutions for big brands right now. That's where we're at. We're, we just don't, we don't have, like I, I, I did a post on LinkedIn a while ago, but like I already kind of mentioned like, all the, the issues that the brands have and we don't really have good answers for any of those things right now. Yeah. We, have, we have decent answers, but not the right answers. And big brands, you know, they're big, they're autocratic. They, they, they have layers and layers of approval and management. And they're just, it's, it's like right now, it's just, it's, it's still, it's, 
it's, it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's just a lot of just, you know, it's just a lot of uncertainty. So, um, and then, you know, also to a lot of companies, they can't even hold crypto assets as well. So you have to come up with creative solutions to like figure out how to like get them in the space yeah. and not have them actually, you know, owning those assets. So yeah, it's fun though, but it's fun. But like, Hey, again, going back to my original comment, it, it, it creates tons of opportunity for people that are looking to revolutionize their, their career and reinvent themselves. So get in. I mean, Hey, smart people, smart, smart minds, get in there and just start coming up with solutions, working hard. And trust me, uh, trust me, there's, there's so much opportunity. It's, it's, as you know, it's, it's, it's almost ridiculous actually. <laughs> well, we talked about it when we, we, when we met, we talked about uh, education and onboarding. Uh, and I think we line on that side of it is I feel that that's the biggest the biggest step we need to take first is the onboarding process and making sure people get educated correctly and there's best practice created uh, around what people are doing for the safety of people because there's no regulation in place and we hear about all these horror stories and they continue um so but, i mean have you would you agree with that first of all education yes. is the main thing at this point yep yep like again, you know, I, I mentioned the example of the MIT blockchain course that the, uh, the person I met with in London's taking. My friend actually at General Motors was also taking that class. So it seems to be a popular one. But yeah. I've heard that that class, the material was from 2017. So it's not even current, Whoa. which is crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak, but that, I, that, that is what I heard. So it's, it's not even the most up to date. You know, I, I, I refer people to Andreessen Horowitz Cannon, but that thing is just a bunch of links to articles and videos, and it's not very streamlined. So yeah. you, you have to really dig in there. It's not, it's not kind of a, an easy way to just get up to speed in a few hours on what's going on. Well, you can't because the things, things are constantly changing and, and you need, if you, you're not even into crypto, you need to understand what, at least what blockchain is first, that's in its own. And then you understand what, what is tokenomics. And then, then when you can understand the possibilities, what entities and create and whatnot, I feel like a lot of people are trying to understand NFTs without understanding the foundation, the basics, and that's where the disconnect is. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, crypto and blockchain are not even the same thing. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Charles Atkins, who's my co-founder of NFT Thought Leaders, he's yeah. his favorite blockchain is the IBM Hyperledger, which is what Home Depot uses. They've been using that for a few years. So, yes, anytime yeah. anybody goes to Home Depot, I mean, there there are like. Most people don't even realize they're already kind of leveraging blockchain technology and they just don't even realize it because at least here in America, almost everybody probably goes to Home Depot at least once a year. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that, so that, that it's already out there. And I think that's, that's one of the things that's going to take to onboard people, isn't it? Is building these things behind, building these custodial wallets and people be, being able to purchase NFTs with credit cards and whatnot. Yeah. And going to crypto. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, when I was an NFT genius, you know, we built our marketplace on Flow. Flow is a really seamless, yeah. easy user cons uh, experience. Um, so, you know, you go there, you can just, you know, put in your credit card and buy an NFT in two seconds. It's not even, it's just like going to Amazon and buying you know, a roll of, uh, you know, toilet paper. It's not, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's the same exact process. So that, those are the kind of solutions that are needed. Also, too, like even mobile, like, I mean, oh, geez, OpenSea, mobile, terrible. Dapper doesn't even have a mobile app right now, which is more insane. So, I mean, like we're, we're on our phones the majority of the day. It's so, yeah. you know, you don't even have those kind of solutions yet. It's just lots of opportunities. It's, it's, it's so a we're big... stepping backwards, though, to kind of, like, we're kind of, because we're using mobiles, then we're stepping, we're talking about all this new tech, 
but we're not even, none of this new tech is even accessible on your mobile, which is crazy. I know that obviously MetaMask, you can use it on your mobile. And I know that right. you've got Apple integrate with MetaMask, you're now able to purchase your crypto, that side yep. of it. But yeah, I guess we've still got a long way to go, haven't we, with everything, <laughs> literally. Because uh, everything's oh. happening short little, little bits, but it, it doesn't solve the whole problem and doesn't smooth out the process in regards to people being able to no. space. Yeah, exactly. So I have a good, one of the, the former meta Facebook executives that uh, has, like I've become close with from LinkedIn. He, he's built an amazing music app. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a music NFT platform. So clean. He calls it web 2.5. It is amazing. It, you go on there. It's, it's, it, it feels like a SoundCloud. It's a, it's a, it's a artist file sh uh, sharing platform. So Say I'm a singer, you're a drummer. Yeah. One of our other friends is a keyboardist. We can all upload our individual music files. We can put in basically our, our percentages for the, the smart contract. Right. And then basically hit enter. All of a sudden the art's created, the NFT's created. We already have our like royalty percentages and everything already figured out. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. it's super clean, super easy. Anybody that you don't even have to know anything about blockchain, crypto, Web3, it, it looks exactly like the interface of anything we've interacted with over the last 10 years on the internet. So one of those, one of those, 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 those products you see that get you excited. So I'm starting to see smarter products and solutions being built, but I think, I think the space, I mean, we need, we just need a lot of builders. I think you have to like, VCs just should be investing in as many different ideas as possible so that we can just like figure out the winner. It's still so nascent. I, I don't think if you just say, Hey, this is one idea is going to be like the next thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's a bad, it's a bad strategy. So <laughs> I'm hearing more and more about this web point, uh, the web 2.50, like a lot of people talk about it. And yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's becoming this thing is this in between, because I think once we do custodial wallets, and the, the consumer doesn't actually own the, the access to that wallet, then is it decentralized or is it centralized? Are we fully, done, are, are, is it gonna be, where, where are we going? We're talking about decentralization. Do we actually get there? Or is it a case of that? There will be a few people fully decentralized, but generally the masses will be in this middle ground where <laughs> they're using blockchain, yeah. but it isn't. I mean, I think most big brands are going to probably build their own blockchains and then it'll have, it'll feel decentralized, but it'll be centralized. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I think Pretty so. Much. I think that that's the way it's going. These companies, these companies, they, they, the thing is they, they have, they have consumers, they have money and that's always a good starting point. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So. The, the thing that I'm, I'm worried about um, is the, obviously, obviously all these big brands, I've never seen anything like it. And I mean, like you've worked in brands before, so you can tell me if you've seen anything like this, but the fact that so many established big brands like Nike, Adidas, you've got the fashion brands also, McDonald's, Pepsi, everyone getting involved in the space so early. Is it because of, I'm sure it must be down to the money that's involved rather than what they're trying to do to create a better system in place for everybody or add value to their consumer? Like it clearly is it's because of the money. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't want to be left behind. They want to make sure that they're, they stay relevant. Right. So yeah. again, like I told you before, I mean, a, a lot of the advertising agencies are the ones driving these brands into the space. They're the ones brokering the deals. It's super interesting. A lot the deals are not even getting done directly through the brand. It's actually their marketing agencies that they pay 
tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars a year to. So they're the ones kind of driving, pushing it, pushing them in the space. And yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, but again, like, I think it, that's the way to approach it. You have to look at it as a market expense right now. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think internally these companies even have any idea how to even build out a Web3 team either. I mean, that's the other thing. Because I've, I've, you know, I've seen a couple of companies got in the space and they had to build out a whole, you know, Discord team. That's expensive. It's clunky. It's just, it's, it's not scalable. And it's, and the, the profiles of the people that you'd be hiring to run these Discords, I mean, it's, 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 it's super, it's super, it's not the kind of resumes that most of these companies are ever looking at, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's very, a lot of, I'm not saying everybody, but there's just a lot of rogue individuals and just it's not coming from traditional backgrounds and companies just, they can't get their, hand, their, their hands around it. It's, it's the whole process is, is, it's just super clunky right now. It's not easy. And I, I think, I think things are starting to get cleaned up though. I'm, I'm not sure. I, is it going to be by the end of the year, by the end of 2023? I don't know. I don't know how quickly it's going to happen, but things are accelerating. I think there's a lot of people you haven't heard about right now over mm -hmm. last year because they've been building. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think you're going to start to see a lot of amazing products unleash. So, I mean, I know, I, I know a lot of these people, they're, they're, they're part, you know, part of my network. So a lot of them, Hey, you never heard of them because you know, I haven't heard of them because they're building, they don't have time to hype themselves up and be going to, you know, 50 NFT conferences a year. So they're, they're just building. And so you're going to start to see a lot of that, I think, unleashed on the market over the next few quarters. So we'll, we'll see where we're at by the end of the year, but I think it's going to be exciting. Well, I look forward to that. And on the, on the back of that, I think it's good to go talk about what you've been doing with NFT thought leaders and, and what is the actual mission for your company and what, what you're trying to achieve and what you guys are doing out there. Yeah, so NFT Thought Leaders was created Q4 last year with Charles Atkins, who I worked with previously at NFT Genius. He was one of those people I immediately clicked with, and I just knew to stay close to him because he's just he's one of the sharpest minds in the space. Mm -hmm. He he's really he's a Web One, Web Two guy. And he's, he, there's nobody in the space that's better at just kind of mapping all the patterns that happened in those two cycles to web three. So mm -hmm. he's literally, he literally can predict wh where we're at right now and what's going to happen and who's going to win. So he, he's, yeah, he's just like, he's such a, a great person to have in, in my life. And just, I, I leverage all his knowledge. Anytime he speaks, I, I yeah. just soak it all in. So it's, he compliments me and we work well together. So we, you know, he saw what I was doing on LinkedIn because I had been posting when I started at NFT Genius back in April 2021. I started probably, I probably started, didn't really even start posting until maybe that summer, but he just started seeing this traction and how like the, the community was really getting excited about the space. Mm -hmm. So we knew we were onto something. So I had started hosting a few different events in NFT Genius and, um, and those were successful, but the, the, the community on LinkedIn was just like, it was crazy and it was worldwide. We knew there was an opportunity here to bring people together, not only in real life, but also to help educate them. So created NFT thought leaders, um, I want to say like last October, and we literally just did one post and we, we almost immediately had 10,000 people like sign up. We had an email list of almost 30,000 people, 200 different sponsors who are interested in getting involved. So we knew, we knew like, Hey, we're, we're onto something here. It was just a, a huge appetite. So, I mean, we, we, the, the mission really is, is, is obviously 
building community, we, we do, we, we, our, our thing is these breakfasts. We'd like to do these breakfasts, which you experience in London. Yeah. And, and the reason why is because a lot of these NFT conferences, plenty of nighttime evening events, you can go and drink yourself silly and listen to loud music, but breakfasts to us are really like where people can be fresh there. You know, you're not dealing with like, you know, the influence of alcohol, loud music. You put, you put together a curated room. We really like to bring people from all different vantage points, very inclusive. So we want artists, we want brands, we want investors. Mm-hmm. We want web two people that don't even know anything about the space to come in. We want anybody, anybody come in a room. We want it to be a really cool experience where you can just, you don't know who you're going to bump into. I mean, you went, you like, you yeah. probably bumped into a bunch of people that normally are probably not in your, in your circles in the, in the web three community. So that's, that's really what the goal is. So we're going to be doing another breakfast uh, in Amsterdam in three weeks for Met Amsterdam, which is a big Web3 conference. Then we're going to do another one in, in New York for NFT NYC on June 20th. Then we're going to, we're going to go to Dubai, actually. People, uh, big network in Dubai. So we're going to probably be going out there sometime in September, probably Tel Aviv as well, probably Mumbai, back to London at some point this year. I live in LA, so we'll be doing obviously something in LA. We'll do something in Miami. So we're trying to like, you know, we're trying to kind of be that kind of like consistent thing that happens across all these events, right? So, yeah. you know, anytime you go to one of these conferences, you know that there's going to be an NFT thought leaders gathering there. And you can, you know, you're, you're going to be able to get in there and, and meet some super interesting people where you can develop personal and professional relationships. I don't care if you develop a bunch of personal relationships and have nothing to do with business. That's great too. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think they're equally as important as professional relationships. So that's sort of the goal. And then um, to extend on that, we're going to start doing a lot of education. We talked about that earlier. So that's, a, that's another one of our things and one of our pillars. So over the next couple of quarters, you're going to see a lot of different educational content coming out. We're going to be doing uh, a monthly newsletter, it may even be weekly. I don't know what the cadence is going to be, but it definitely no, it's definitely be at least monthly where we're going to be. And it's going to be email because the reality is, is like the people that are, that we need to get into the space. They, that's how they communicate. They're not, they're not on discord. They're the email, you know, you have to like, yeah. you have to leverage old school communication channel to bring people on. So like, don't, everybody just wants to push everybody onto discord or telegram and think that that's cool. No, dude, you like leverage email. That's how people communicate phone, text, whatever. So so we're going to be doing monthly newsletter. We're going to have a bunch of videos. Like we're going to start like a lot of videos in terms of uh, just educating people. We're going to even start like probably filming content at the breakfasts. So there'll be a lot of things that we'll be doing to sort of onboard all, all those Web two brands, Web three. That's really our focus. Is kind of like this, how do we educate Web two and get them to Web three? So is this a is this a business then or a community led project? Like I mean, because where where does the business side come into it? I mean, is I mean, unless you look, are you looking to create star tickets or i mean you're doing all these amazing things but where's the business side to it or is there a business side to it uh there could be yeah i mean right now we've had people just sponsoring it so yeah i mean we're not you know yeah we're we're just like literally having people sponsor all the events so there there could be a business side it's going to get an nft thought leader is actually going to get rebranded so i i I mean, I've shared it like informally and I've never done it publicly. I guess you okay. can drop some alpha, but it's going to get, <laughs> get rebranded to good morning web three GMW three. So. Okay. All of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> GMW three. So it'll be more, cause we want it to be more inclusive of everything that's it happening in spaces as opposed to just NFTs. So, yeah. So, okay. uh, but yeah, so 
So really it's, it's the events, it's the education. Those are probably our two main pillars right now. And we'll just kind of see where that goes. And we'll, I think we'll also be doing, we're looking to even do a um, daily TV show podcast as well as part of that. So very, very much in line with something you probably see like on a CNBC, Bloomberg, something, right, right. something very, very educational. Cause I think there's just like, there's still just like a lack of like really good content in the, in the space. So totally we're trying to figure good. out how to, yeah. So, you know, I mean, like we, you know, you're doing your podcast, you, you know, you know, you have a big audience, we have an audience, you know, and that, that people are getting their, their, their alpha from that. But I think there's an opportunity to level that up for, for people. So, yeah. I mean, and the thing yeah. is, it's funny because uh, once again, we, we talk about all this amazing tech, but the tech that's used in these, within the space, it isn't really, I mean, even when we go to in real life events, I haven't seen, we're talking about um, AR, we're talking about all, the, all these things, but we don't really experience that when you go to these in real life events. Um, yep. Once again, like the con, we, we, when it's in the web, we are used to a standard now, especially like YouTube and that of a level of content. We we should standard content we should get. But web three, there's nothing being created to that level at that point. Right. So yeah, these these areas need to be filled because this is what we're used to. So, yes. um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, a podcast is good though. I mean, like what we're doing is good because most people yeah, listen yeah, to podcasts. So, right, podcasts are good. And I, I, it's just, it's amazing how many people listen to our podcast. You probably there's probably people that listen to your podcast you don't even realize. You're like, wow, I'm educating like this so and so at this company. You're like, wow. I mean, people reach out all the time. They're just like, wow. Even on my LinkedIn, they're like, oh, I follow your content all the time. I'm just it's my mind because <laughs> I don't crazy. really think much, I don't I don't think much of it because you know you only really pay attention to the people that comment and you're just like, Oh, that's, that's it. You know, you don't, there's a lot of people that love yeah. it and they just they never comment. So I, I don't know. Somebody was trying to give me some analogy. I don't know. Somebody I met in London last week about how like 90, when you like, like send out like a post or any type of content, like 90, like 90% of people don't say anything, 9% yeah. engage. And then one people, 1% just hate or just hater. So <laughs> something like that. <laughs> my weirdest experiences would have went to uh, I went to NFT London and somebody recognized my, recognized my voice. It was like, oh, I, I think I know you from somewhere. And I was like, great. Like, is this weird that I, I put this content out there too for people to experience? But yeah, like you, you never know who's listening. Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I didn't even like I. I, I mean, we must have engaged on LinkedIn. I, I apparently I don't even know how you ended up at the breakfast. I mean, I don't even know how <laughs> half the people ended. Like, I, I just remember. Aside from the person bringing their their kid to meet me, I mean, there were ever, people wanted to take photos. I'm just, I'm just yeah, like, crazy. I, I feel bad. I was just like, I don't even. I kind of remember engaging with some of these people, but I'm just like, nah, it's just, it's it's over. It's so overwhelming. Actually, after a yeah. while, I get I get it now. I get why celebrities get annoyed. Not to say we're celebrities, but we're just out there. Is like you know two like one you know two of the voices in the space. Yeah. We have like, uh, like even just like a small following, and even that's like overwhelming. I can only imagine what it would be like to be crazy Brad Pitt <laughs> or, yeah, you know George Clooney or whatever or Justin Bieber. Like, I mean, those people just must it must just be just too much. I could see it could probably just mess with your head. So, wh where do you see this going for you in the in the future? Like, in regards, to what is the the end goal? Is it the case to have like these recognized brands for what to consult companies or? just to help build, keep and continue to help build the space? Like, is there yeah. I like the community building. For me, that's like my thing. I, I really like to build community and bring people together. So I, I just know that's what I'm best at. I've always had that skill set. I just didn't have the right industry and vertical to do it. So I just 
took all the, all the, all those skills. I always was like, man, I'm so good at bringing people together and networking and connecting. I just never was able to monetize it. And then I got in the space and I just was able to do it because it's just such a nascent industry and it's needed. So I, I feel very blessed that I was able to take actually what I've always been naturally good at and turn it into a, a, a job and career I love. Yeah. So very, very thankful. And it was all Web3. Really, Web3, the, the, the chaos creates opportunity. I'm just going to say that. That's, that's, what I, that, that's, that's how I'd sum up Web3. Chaos creates opportunity. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And, and I don't want to move away. Obviously, you, you've mentioned it a few times, LinkedIn. Um, I always say to people now, LinkedIn, like especially when it comes to Web3, like, okay, we can use Twitter and whatnot, but incredible contacts, decision makers, the interest, the, the energy that's on LinkedIn at the moment uh, is, is crazy, especially when if you've got something good to say or anything knowledgeable to say, people will take interest and they will, they will give their pointers and you some, you're someone who's actually executed on that. So I want you to give tips, if you can, for somebody that is entering the Web3 space, uh, whether it's corporate or just a creative, on how do they build their, their following uh, wow. engagement on yeah I, I i mean the thing I, I like to try and post every day it's just it's one of those things it's it's also kind of like the same goal I, I try to set with working out every day so i think it's a good goal to have just try and post um you know my linkedin strategy early on was just posting links to articles and making a few comments and like that's how i initially built my phone i've gotten away from that i'm not even really posting links to any articles anymore. I'm kind of creating my own original content, but I would say follow people like myself on LinkedIn because you'll see the other people that I'm engaging with. And then you start following them, mm -hmm. commenting on posts for sure. I would say trying to reach out to certain people that seem interesting off LinkedIn, set up a time to chat. Don't be like too pushy like try to really like go at them from a genuine angle. Like you really want to connect with them, not just like try to push, try to sell them something. I usually get turned off pretty quickly by that. I would, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think those are like, there's a, I'm, I'm part of their LinkedIn creator program. So I do LinkedIn audios once a week, chime in some of those, that's sort of LinkedIn's version of Twitter spaces. But I, I think, I think the, the typically the type, type of person that's on there is they're, they're, probably a little more like traditional corporate background. They really are. They're very business minded. They want to like, you know, they're not about the hype. They're really about building a great business, mm -hmm. building a great product. So I think you're going to find a definitely a little more elevated type of person on LinkedIn. Not, not they're, they're on Twitter as well, but I would just say pound for pound. I think, you know, LinkedIn is definitely where my tribe is. And I, that's why I owned it when I got into the space and I, I knew Twitter was big, but, I just was like, Twitter is not, not, that's not, it's not my lane. It's different, isn't it? Like, I feel like LinkedIn is like a 24 hour networking event. Like just the, and that's the tone of the conversation. As soon as you're into as soon as you're speaking to somebody, it is on like, let's connect. How are you doing? Right. Find a bit about what you're doing. Do should we have a conversation and whatnot? Because before Web3, I didn't really use LinkedIn at all. Yeah. But obviously as I got more into it, I was just like, yeah, okay. A lot of people uh, are connecting on here. I'm building some engagement. Another thing too, I get ridiculous amount of, and you probably even get even more, like because um, invites. So do you accept? <laughs> do you accept everybody? Do you? Do you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I accept everybody. I don't really care about that. Um, yeah. I get just a lot. My 
I feel so bad. I mean, I, I just, I'm going to apologize to anybody. I have not replied to your message. I just get bombarded. I'm not even joking. 500 to a thousand messages a week wow. on my LinkedIn. It's just too hard. And the problem is a lot, so many people are just hard pitching me projects. And I just, that just turns me off. I wish there was a way to filter my inbox. I think there, there is some feature I asked them about it, but I, I don't know how to turn that on, but I need, I need to filter it where I literally just like, like people are really reaching out to me to like connect and, and talk okay. about something that's actually like a legitimate project that who potentially we could collaborate as opposed to just people just pitching me project after project after project. And you it's, get that paragraph copied and pasted into it. It's like paragraphs and a link at the bottom with this is my project. You like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did a post on LinkedIn. I honestly, I hate to say it, but most PFP projects are like bad screenplays. It's I live in LA and I, it's the same thing. It's just people, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be creative and they're, they think they have this great idea and I'm sure it's a great idea, but that's not, it doesn't have a lot of utility. It's just an idea. And it's just, mm-hmm. who are the consumers? And I mean, it's just a bunch of pictures, you know, it's like with a, with a bunch of promised utility, that's not going to probably ever happen. Cause you're not going to be able to build out a large community. And, and it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it, the, the marketplace will mature. A lot of the stuff will just get washed out, but um yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is, is so powerful. I don't, you know, there's there's some content creators I follow on there as well that, I mean, the because I told you before, I was trying to figure out LinkedIn for years. So there's people that I've, I've leveraged as well that are kind of like, I really always admire their content. And, um, you know, like you just got to get on there and you'll start figuring this stuff out, but you got to get involved. I would say spend no less than an hour a day. I spend, I'm going to do a post tomorrow about the life of a LinkedIn creator, which is pretty <laughs> hilarious, but it's nonstop. I mean, my, my life on LinkedIn is 16. It's probably 24 hours a day. Cause I even dream about LinkedIn posts. I woke up this morning at, <laughs> I woke up this morning at like 1:30 AM and had a couple ideas and literally spit them out and then fell back asleep. But yeah, it's, it's a full-time job. And I even did a post yesterday that companies should really hire like a chief LinkedIn officer. Chief, I, I mean, that. I think it, it's, because LinkedIn for the longest time, companies have always thought of people are just screwing around and it's just not, you know, negative connotation. Trying to get another job. Ready to get another job. And I mean, it's like, you can do that. But honestly, I don't like, I, I rarely actually have people ever reach out to me about jobs. It's, not, it's almost, I, I'd actually say it's less than like 1% of 1% of like the, the, the interactions I have. It's, it's mostly people just try to figure out how to work to, like together and get a deal done. And mm-hmm. there's so much opportunity, but yeah, you know, I think you have to educate your employees on how to how to properly have you have to have like a correct LinkedIn profile, how to to write content. I mean, there's a guy, there's a yeah, there's a guy Justin Welch who I followed forever, but I mean, he's he's got I mean, he's got a course you can take for like $120 or something. He can teach you all that. Like there's, there's like there's 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 certain like don't try to reinvent the wheel, you know, just like have some structure what you're trying to do, be consistent. Um, and then kind of find your own writing style, you know, but I mean, it's, you know, there's, there is, there's, there's systems, you know, you, you have to create systems to be successful, mm. not only in LinkedIn, but in life in general. So I would say there's a system, there's lots of people. I mean, I just mentioned Justin and there's this guy, John Marty, I, I, I follow still, he, he worked at Amazon. I even took some classes. There's a guy, Austin Belsack. He's, he's also another great content writer. There's a, there's a bunch of like, you know, those are a few of the guys I've always followed, but uh, Adam Broda, another guy who's great. I mean, there's, 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 those are my people, but there's, there's hundreds of thousands of those people that are on there. They're doing great content. Mm-hmm. Find some of those creators that, you know, they speak to you, 
kind of try to channel that vibe into your own voice and you can be super successful, but you got to put the work in. I mean, you got to put the work in. Like people just like want to, people want to cheat and like try to think you can build community. You can't buy community on LinkedIn. That's the thing I love. It's not like Instagram. You can't go buy followers. It's not, you know, you can't but just post a bunch of, 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 of sexy photos on the beach and like cool restaurants and in front of cool cars and just, you know, all visual. That's not the way LinkedIn works. You have to put in the work. You have to, you have to, you have to add value. You have to be there to help people. So, I mean, LinkedIn to me is just trying to help as many people as possible. I want to, I hope that people like look at my post every day and get motivated and excited and just to like go crush the day and do whatever, just like get out there and just like make some magic happen. And hopefully they help like one person themselves. And then if that's, if that's happening, then we all win. So. Yeah, of course. So I want to talk about you, John, like um, you personally. Me personally. Um, you're, yeah. helping, you're out here helping everybody else, but I just want to talk about your journey a bit more in the space. I mean, do you collect NFTs yourself? Have you, have you, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not like hardcore, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have, I, have, I, have, I have a lot of NFTs. You know, I get a lot of free NFTs just in projects I worked on. So, because um, I've, I've helped advise a bunch of different brands. So I have a bunch. I'm going to be honest though. I don't, I don't, to be honest, most of the NFTs in the marketplace right now do not speak to me. They don't, they don't have, like, they're not the brands I love. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like all the brands I love do not have NFTs yet. All the things I utilize in life still don't. So that's, that's how early we are. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I can go back. Like, I just don't, I don't find most of the NFTs in the marketplace interesting. I don't, you know, like, I mean, cartoon, like a bunch of like just cute cartoons. I, I don't care. Like, I don't like, and, and that's why most consumers are not in the space right now. I feel like, like I have a bunch of NFTs and they're just sitting there and like, they're mostly like, there's no utility. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's like, it's a visual thing. I mean, it's like, no it's not utility. Is it like, you know, you're going to pick up tomorrow and go, I'm going to use this tomorrow. Like you just, yeah. Very, yeah. Very, yeah. Even if I just had like $250,000 or 500,000 in the bank, I don't think I would just go buy a board. Ape. I don't That's not my, that's not my tribe to be honest with you. I don't like, I have zero interest in like that. That's not a club I want to be a part of. Like I obviously I had my breakfast. So if so I said NFTs, I'd be all over it. You know, like, or one of my favorite fashion brands, Suit Supply. If they had it, like I'm all over it, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I need, you know, I, it's a high fashion's getting involved. So I, I'm like, I'm waiting for like some of the brands that like I'm really, I love to do NFT. So once that happens, I'm like going to go in, but that'll be like, but that'll, that'll be part of a wave of like big mass consumer adoptions, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like right now I'm, I'm not a DJ. I'm just not. My podcast host, Justin is, he's all in and whatever, but like I, 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 you know, like oh, great artist, great roadmap, great team. Like, really, who are these people? I've never even heard of these people. Like, I, I just don't. I don't know. I'm just. I, I think I'm just a little. I don't know if I'm older or naive, but um, you know, I mean, one of the projects I do like, one of the artists though that I've had on my podcast is Danny Casal of Cool Man's Universe. Like, super cool guy. I think he's doing some interesting stuff. I mean, that's an artist that like I I, I really like, and I like what he's doing. Um, but you know. I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I have uh, some other NFTs from projects that I've consulted on. We'll see where those are going. I don't know. You know, they're right now they're, they're, they're kind of like stalled right now, unfortunately, like even those projects. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really want, I really want to see like the brands I love to get more in the space. Um, that this musical uh, NFT platform that my friend Phil from uh, X Meta Executive, dude, I'm just so excited. I can't talk about that project enough. So, I mean, but it's really more of a product. It's not even a project. So I think I get more excited about products at this point, not projects. I don't, 
like to talk, just I, I, if somebody pitches me an idea for a PFP project, don't care, don't care, just yeah. don't care. Yeah, it is. I think you have to you have to connect in some way, and I think like this. I mean, if you, I, I feel like if you you've been in a space for a while and that's not been your thing, it's not going to be your thing now. Like I, I mean, so I, I take the same. But I bought PFP projects, but they're people that I've just supported. Like I know the co-founder or something. Like, I think I like the concept, but right. not to gain financial gain or anything like that. Like it's it's just literally supporting a lot of the time yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, you know i mean i mean i had fernando bacard she was on my podcast but she made me my own custom nft it's probably my favorite nft she made it because it's like comes from somebody that like she made it specifically for me so it's like that probably is my favorite nft but it's it's me and it's it's from an artist that like worked hard on it and like you can feel the love you know i, I don't know it was like it's customized super cool another project um this girl, she was at the breakfast, uh, Noreen, uh, she's out of the UK and Emily Carrick there. Um, what's the name of their project? They're also making me an NFT too. So, um, yeah, but what's the name of their project? It's, uh, is it true stars? Yeah, it's true stars NFT. Okay. So they're making me a custom one, but she's a jewelry designer. So I think that project could be interesting because you may, I think they're trying to attach custom made jewelry to the NFT. Uh-uh. It could be super interesting. I mean, you know, I, I think the VCon's model, I don't know. You know, after I saw pictures from VCon, I, 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 I was like, hmm, I, I was so pumped on that, 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 that project. I don't, I just, I don't know. I was, I, I, I didn't have as much FOMO as I thought. So, but I mean, Gary Lee, v, you know, obviously he's, you know, uh, you know, an industry icon and, um, you know, people, the, the feedback was strong for the people that went there. I just don't, I don't, I don't know enough about like, uh you know like, like conference i haven't talked to people directly what happened i i just saw photos i was like man why why is the stadium empty just the optics weren't like what i was expecting i was yeah i don't know i, I want to see i wanted to see i i thought for some reason they were gonna if they were gonna be in a stadium with seventy thousand people there were gonna be seventy thousand people there and it just be insane but well, how many v friends were sold there's only people that have access to v friends could attend so how right, many I mean, what ten thousand? Right. And then ten thousand probably, probably was it thirty thousand? Was it ten thousand? Ten thousand was it? I maybe I don't maybe it's thirty. I don't know, but but I assume that so many of those people own multiple ones. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, of the feet for people, I've I've known people I know people that went there and they gave me some yeah feedback and they're pretty positive but i guess like you have to take it with a pinch of salt like you said if people whoa yeah, yeah i mean uh, yeah yeah i mean i i don't i i don't know i just i was i i was hoping to uh i don't know i've I, you know the problem too is the permissionless was happening and there's just so many conferences going on and, and it was in minneapolis too which is a super interesting location so i i'm surprised gary didn't do it in new york i mean he's a new york guy so I mean, you know, NFT, maybe he didn't want to compete with NFT NYC. I, I don't know, but uh, I feel like, I feel like Gary B, man, he, his conference should be in New York. He's a New Yorker. Like, yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like that's, that's his vibe. Minneapolis is like, I don't know if you've been, I've never been to Minneapolis, but it's kind of just in the middle of, just in the middle of, you know, of America. And it just, I don't know, it just feels very sterile. It doesn't seem like a really edgy hip city. So I don't know. It's, it's, it was weird, man. I, I, I'm, 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 and it's not, I'm not saying negatively. I just, I just, I don't know. I just, was hoping for like a bigger kind of like splash in terms of uh, what that was all about. But I still like the concept of what he's done. And I, obviously he has such a falling, it doesn't even matter. He's, he's killing it. So, um, and he'll refine it. He's not dumb either. So that I'm sure that'll get like dialed in next time and I'll probably fine tune it. But um, I think that model for NFT projects is super interesting kind of the whole, you know, membership model. And that's like, I was speaking like, you know, if Soho house did something like that, I'm all over it. 
um, some of the other brands, if they had like an exclusive at, you know, access VIP pass, it'd be so cool. Like, I mean, for suit supply, like I love their clothes. Like if I was able to have an NFT where I was able to go visit like the factories where, you know, they make the clothes or, you know, maybe they have like exclusive parties where you get access to like certain, you know, certain collections that only, you know, if you don't have the NFT, you don't, you don't have access to those clothes or, you know, whatever, like stuff but like I'm, that. I think... Tags in the clothes, or I, I really find it interesting. I always talk about these tags within your clothes. So that yeah. could be your entrance to private parties. So you don't need to have right. your phone to say your NFT, but if they just scan your pocket, it's like, yeah, right. you, 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 you're getting. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, uh, there's so many different possibilities with what you can do with clothes. Yeah, the whole digital thing, super interesting. And yeah. Yeah, oh, man, the, the possibilities are sort of endless for brands, but I think they're probably going to go with like more like that lo loyalty model, you know, like Starbucks, I think like starting to leverage NFTs for loyalty. So, yeah, well, I think that's um, the easier route. So it's something's not too dissimilar from what people are used to already. So if yeah. they take the whole custodial, custodial wallet route, people are paying with their credit cards and it's just a way that they can use a loyalty system, then right. a lot of the times it's easier for to onboard their audience, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, so many possibilities, but again, it goes back to your conversation, like a uh, point earlier about just like brands figuring out their entry point and what they're going to do. Right. So, yeah, but, but yeah, but I mean, I, I know like, yeah, you know, I think Gary Beauty though, honestly, like, honestly, he's, he's probably done it better. He, cause he already has like a big marketing media agency and he's, he's been dealing with those brands. So he's like, I think he's kind of doing a bunch of similar stuff for those brands like Anheuser Bush and tons of other brands but I think yeah he's 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 he 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 gets it he'll I mean at the end of the day him Mark Cuban there's there's a few of these people that are just gonna like they're just yeah they're they're gonna kill it on this they, they've kind of already like low they kind of made the right investments they're they're probably both invested in hundreds of companies at this point so they, they've done it right because they don't care that honestly, as long as like three of these companies just kill it and win they they've already won. So that's, they're smart. And, and it goes back to my point with Charles, they, they're web one, web two guys that see the same patterns and they, they're basically mapping all the, the those patterns from web one and one two, which is how they already became rich and mapping it, match mapping it to web three. And so they're, 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 they're not dumb, dude. And they didn't get, they didn't get to where they were because they're dumb and they, they're very smart. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would always watch what those guys are doing. Kind of, uh, you know, stay very close to to to, to those data points. Because uh, I always say Gary V's got the blueprint, man. Like he's he he was all about. I mean, I've followed Gary V for a while, and he's always he's always talked about community long before the yeah. crypto space and, and stuff like that. So he already had everything in place. He just needed, oh. and so he so he already had everything in place beforehand. He was just like, okay, then this is what I'm going to bring now for you guys. I'll bring value to me, and you support me. So it was a no brainer. Yep. Every anyone that's followed Gary V would always support what he does because oh. he builds value from the beginning. Yeah, he 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 does. Yeah, I mean he's polarizing. Some people like don't love like 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 all the hype, but I mean I think he's so good for the space. I mean you need a couple of people that really just get people excited. You know, I mean yeah, yeah. probably people say the same stuff about me too. I'm probably very polarizing, so I probably like you know a lot of people don't like that over the hype. But I mean, dude, you gotta get people excited about this. This is a fun space. Like let's have some fun. Let's like connect and i mean you know it's like it's like it's such an amazing opportunity man it's ugh, it's just it's crazy i just I, I try to encourage as many people as possible the people that are just like struggling trying to figure out what they're doing with their career in life like really take a hard look at this there's 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 a space for here to really create something special so yeah 
All right, so John, what, what I want to do to kind of round it off, the question I always ask at the end of the podcast is tapping into the minds. And I think you've spoken to so many different people. I'm going to get a really good answer from yourself. So don't let me down. Yeah. All right, let's, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, let's so do it. Moving I'm forward, ready. <laughs> moving, moving forward uh, in the next, say, say five, now we push it for 10 years from now. How yeah. do you see NFTs um, in your life within like with use case from waking up in the morning? Uh, where do you see use cases? Web3, DeFi and all that stuff. Like, Explain your morning, you wake up in the morning and then what happens and what kind of things you're using and how is it changing your life? I, I, think, I think it'll be for sure, like with my medical records, I'll have an NFT that literally has all my medical records and, and it'll just go with me. So almost like a kind of a global medical passport. I think that's, that's definitely be part of my life. I think I'll have an NFT for even like my car service records and, and, you know, when I buy a new car or at least a new car, everything will be like, on, on, you know, on, chain. on the chain. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be all that. Like the loyalty points when I start, I like, Hey, I'm, I'm a loyal store Starbucks customer. Cause I'm originally from Seattle. So <laughs> I think all that will be on there. So, I mean, I think like we spoke about, you know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a bunch of apps on my phone. That'll be all tied to the blockchain. So it'll be uh and I think it'll probably, I'll even probably have like, in terms of like social network, I'll probably, it'll probably not be, it'll be probably more drilled down type of social networks. You know, right now I'm guilty. And even though I like, I, I, I despise Instagram. I mean, I'm looking on that thing all the time and I'm just like, and I have no idea why it's, it adds zero value to my life, but I feel like there'll be social networks kind of, it'll be a new iteration of Instagram where it'll be more like my tribe, you know, whatever that is. It'll be people that like to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning like me and go to the gym and do this, this, and that, you know, or people, you know, people that love, you know, whatever, oat draft lattes, uh, you know, what, whatever that is. It'll be a very, it'll be a more specific group of people that I'll be interacting with in a more meaningful manner. Because even, even LinkedIn is just, I mean, it's, again, it's a, there's a lot of like a lot of stuff going on there. But it would be it would be great. I think NFTs and blockchain are going to be able to like help us refine sort of that, that communication, our social engagement. Mm. And, and I don't know exactly how that's going to look, but I know that that's that is one of the things that's possible with 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 this technology. So I love the answer. Uh, he's very broad. Talked about a few things, but I definitely think yeah, like defining people that something is going to be really interesting uh, via what NFTs they collect or what they've been doing. Um, and then you can t- then you can kind of I can imagine into a room if we had even if we talk about immersive tech with AR and we had glasses on and we can see how compatible that person is to yourself based on the NFTs and see the kind of groups you're in and collecting yep. these which will be quite cool. Yep. So um, look forward to that. But um, John, it's been amazing having you on today. Um, yeah. Thanks for taking out the time um, and blessing us with so much knowledge and talking about your journey. Um, NFT thought leaders, I'm, I'm looking forward to what you guys have got to bring in the future. Uh, where, where can anyone find yourself first? I'm sure that's going to be a LinkedIn, but... <laughs> where yeah, I mean, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and LinkedIn. So yeah, John, <laughs> J-O-H-N, Kraski, K-R-A-S-K-I. Just find me on LinkedIn. That's that's my central communication point. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I have... I, 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 that's where I do all my communicating. Basically, I have I have a Twitter and Instagram, but they're pretty embarrassing. So don't even you can you can check them out. But you're, there's there's not much going on there. I'm not super active on either of those. So okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you for coming on again. Um, hopefully, like down along, we do something together, man, on the education on board inside of with NFT 
uh, thought leader, which would be great uh, because we I feel we align on that side of it. Yeah. So love it. This uh, so, yeah. yeah. We've got to get you on our podcast, NFT Heat. So that's yeah, what we're going to repay that. We're going to repay the favor. This has been let awesome. So, Let yeah, and I, think, I, and I think it's actually my first UK podcast. So that's also a big. Uh, that's it, man. <laughs> we, we, we'll sell the NFT later. On. In 10 years, we'll make this an NFT and we'll sell that yeah. on your first NFT Talks podcast and your first UK. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, Love it. Well, thank you for coming on. Bless themselves. Knowledge. Everyone stay listening and stay blessed.